From the west side of Charlotte, North Carolina, this is Here for Good, a collection of stories and conversations with the kinfolk of QC Family Tree. Listen in as we seek to awaken the popular imagination to new possibilities of abundance and spark social action for the common good. I'm one of the kinfolk. My name is Helms Gerald. During Advent, we prepare for Jesus to come. We get the house ready, put the tree up, we buy presents for people, we decorate, we get everything ready so that when Jesus shows up in our midst, we're prepared. I'm wondering if we are thinking of all the things. Are there some things that we've forgotten to prepare for? Are there, is there one more bed that needs to be made? Is there... One more dish that needs to be washed. Um, what are the things in which we've overlooked that need to also be prepared for Christ's coming? So throughout the next couple weeks during Advent, we're going to take some moments to think about what are the things we've overlooked in our preparation and how can we get those things ready for Jesus' arrival. From If I Were Beginning Again by Marion Cran. If I wanted to have a happy garden, I must ally myself with my soil, study and always help it to the utmost, untiringly. Always, the soil must come first. Our world has taught us to value accomplishment, ownership, and productivity. We are taught that we must make a life for ourselves, make our own living. The values of status, achievement, personal property, and making a living are in our DNA. They're at our very core. To the questions, who accomplished that goal? Who earned that diploma or that degree, that job or that house? We always answer, of course, I did. Well, that's not exactly true. Most of us would have to admit that the prayers of our grandmothers and our great-grandfathers brought us here. We had teachers and mentors who brought us to this point. We might not be here without the perseverance of our parents and our guardians. And then there's the church that raised us, the neighbors that watched over us, the babysitter that played with us, the mischief of the prophets and the devotion of the saints that made a way for us, formed us. Generation after generation of workers and farmers, community builders made this possible for us. We did not make our own way. We did not create a life for ourselves. We do not live in a vacuum. There were people along the way, circumstances, good fortune, serendipity along the way. An inheritance of wisdom, support, and community helped us to receive what we have. When people really think about it, they don't think to themselves, man, my parents were cool and all, and My grandparents were cool and all, but mm, nope, really, when it comes down to it, I'm the one that made this life for myself. I'm the one that did all these things. 
Because they, you have to be able to acknowledge the nurture that you received from the people that brought you to this place. How else would you be able to know how to read or write? How else would you be able to know how to keep bank statements or to uh, run your household, wash the dishes, do the laundry? How else would you know how to do the things that you know how to do? How would you know how to take care of yourself and other people if someone had not taught you? If we dig deep down to our roots, we discover a great cloud of witnesses who led the way. And so we celebrate the people who have brought us to this place. We name our children after them. We etch their names in bricks and walk the path with their brick named below our feet. We put their names on the cornerstones of buildings. We donate lilies and poinsettias and beautiful flowers in their name. At the front of books that we write, we proclaim their name and we say thank you. We celebrate our mom and our dad on special days throughout the year with cards and flowers. We put up gravestones and we remember them. We go back and we remember them time and time again. We celebrate keeping their their name as ours and our last name, celebrating the people who brought us to this place. We acknowledge that we are not our own. We did not make our own way. And these people who have gone before us are ones that we are grateful for. We see what they've done. We see the way that they have made for us. And we say thank you. The ancestral inhabitants of this land where I live were the Catawba native people. The soil beneath us echoes to us, begging us to ask the question, who nurtured this land you live on? How did people acquire this land? Who did they sell it to? Who owns this land now? Our connected story is one in which our brothers and sisters of the Catawba tribe were extracted from. White colonists came in, so-called pioneers of faith, founding fathers and mothers of our faith, extracted from, took from the Catawba people. Whether you want to take responsibility for the pain our brothers and sisters have experienced, the fact is that members of our own body, our own family, have been and are being harmed, marginalized, taken advantage of, and we are connected to that story as well. We didn't just get here on our own. Scripture tells us when one of us is hurting, we are all hurting. When one of us is honored, we are all honored. What would it mean to live out a life where we is more important than me? Especially if that life included the ancestors, the soil, our history as a part of of the we. We sing about God becoming incarnate and breaking every chain. What would it mean to break the chains of extraction and oppression that run deep in the soil and deep to our core? We acknowledge that we aren't here on our own, that we wouldn't be in the places that we are without some of our brothers and sisters having experienced pain without our forefathers having extracted from them, exploited them. And yet, when we think about the world we'll create now, the, the community, the neighborhood that we are living in, 
We don't think about how we might be able to repair that harm that our ancestors committed to our brothers and sisters of the Catawba tribe. The Catawba tribe is still here. Their land is still here. And we are occupying it. What could we do? How could we think about the ways in which we set up our lifestyle such that they are no longer harmed by decisions that were made by our ancestors, by decisions that are made by us? How do we repair the ancestral trauma and pain that still runs through our story and in our blood? How do we cultivate community for the common good where all may flourish with a recognition and an understanding of our interconnectedness, not only to one another, but also to our history and the systems of governance, economy, and development that brought us to this place? We did not make our own way. We got here somehow. And we're very willing to give gratitude for grandma, for the Sunday school teacher, for the kind person who nurtured us. Why not also give gratitude, pay homage to the people who made a way for us, a way of pain, of loss, of grief, people who our ancestors took from so that we could have what we need. At QC Family Tree, we see our space and our work as a place of experimentation, a lab or a demonstration plot where we can try out a new way of living, a way of living into abundance, remembrance, repairing the places and the times when our people have done wrong and celebrating the times when our people have done right. A place of practice and learning, an incubator that grows a we is greater than me mentality. And not just growing a mentality, but growing behaviors and lifestyles so fully and so completely that eventually we hope the common good will kick out the old way of thinking. No longer are we going to be concerned with achievement and productivity, but instead we will be concerned with our neighbor, with community interdependence. And that interdependence will become so much of who we are that it will get down to our core. It will be a part of our DNA. And we will be a place where abundance has come to life. If you get rid of unfair practices, quit blaming victims, quit gossiping about other people's sins, if you are generous with the hungry and start giving yourselves to the down and out, your lives will begin to glow in the darkness. Your shadowed lives will be bathed in sunlight. I will always show you where to go. I'll give you a full life in the emptiest of places, firm muscles, strong bodies. You'll be like a well-watered garden, a gurgling spring that never runs dry. You'll use the old rubble of past lives to build anew, rebuild the foundations from out of your past. You'll be known as those who can fix anything, restore old ruins, rebuild and renovate, make the community livable again.
Thank you.